GMP fans, it's been a long time since we've been on the air, but we're back with a vengeance because today we're covering the 1995 classic, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, aka It's Morphin Time! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Yes! Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, for those of you who are just tuning in via audio, that has got to be the most confusing intro ever. What is happening? But for those of you who are Mighty Morphin Power Ranger fans, you know that um, they make those sound effects when walking. In this movie, they literally do. There's a point where they're looking around and it's like... Hey guys, what's over there? Look out. It's pretty well, incredible. It's because they move so swiftly. So swiftly. Even when just they're walking. Just cuts through the breeze. Yeah. Or there's just a... <laughs> they're a always in a wind tunnel. Yeah. There's a sharp breeze over there. Ah, oh, we're back. Sorry, I was out of town. Uh, Jesse, you were, not, you were in Australia? I was in Australia. Jesse was in Australia for two weeks. It mm-hmm. timed out with... I did, a, I did a T-Mobile commercial, which you can see right now with Dexter Fowler, a personal enemy of... Personal, uh, I, you're going to find out a lot about my enemies today, but yeah. Dexter Fowler, personal enemy. Personal enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, Bryce, Bryce Harper, too. Bryce Bryce Harper, personal, personal enemy. enemy of mine. See, I, they they were very nice to me. I thought they were lovely human beings. I, very we funny. can we can discuss on air if you want or off air. What the thing is? I'm are they are fan. they against That's you? The who are you a fan of? Uh, an Orioles fan. Oh, okay. uh, and not to get too far into the nitty gritty here, but Dexter Fowler last off season reportedly signed a contract with the Orioles, and then. That somehow went away, and he signed a contract with the Cubs, and was Ugh. great, and won the World Series. Oh, so um, you feel very so? I, yeah, yeah, I get just it. Just a deep just, hurt. Just uh, from my personal experience yes. with him, he is a very nice human being. I'm sure he's that's hilarious, true. I'm and sure. he's actually good at like copy and handling like uh, mm. dialogue. Half that stuff in the end with the eh, back and forth when you see it, I'll post it on my Twitter page. It's improv, and he rolled with it. It's because he's awesome. Let me tell you why. Nice guy, and Bryce Harper was great too. It's because he's been coached to lie. <laughs> so that's how he knows how to do. I'm going to get in trouble so well. with T-Mobile because Jesse has such an animosity. No, this is all this is all fake. I'm totally. Anyways, kidding. we're back. That's what matters. We're back, and in honor of Power Rangers, the truncated title version Oof. of uh, a childhood classic, we decided to go with. Uh, well, not we. I kind of forced Jesse to do this. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the, movie. the 1995 movie. Yeah. And uh, first off, I want to I want to please encourage you to uh, start a dialogue with me on Twitter about what you thought about the new Power Rangers movie. I'll just give you my quick spoiler free review. Uh, I like the concept of it. I like that they tried to make it grittier and a little bit more of a modern day superhero film with an edge to it. I feel like they focused way too much on the teenagers being angsty and not fun. I wanted fun with a little bit of angst, not angst with a sprinkling of fun. Mm. And it takes them. An hour and 40 minutes before they morph. They do not morph until the last 15 minutes of the movie, and it drives me crazy. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like they are morphing the whole time, and it's just like a slow morph? <laughs> it's a slow morph. You feel yeah. like they're... They're morphing inside. Yeah, see? Inside. So there you go. Actually, that's it's the problem. They hit you over the head with this message of, like, you have to be selfless and work as a team. And it's like, just oh, the audience gets it. Just morph and do some martial arts. So I, wanna, I, I do think that it, the cast did really well. And I think it's going to be a cool franchise come the second one. And I guarantee you the first one was all budget stuff. I guarantee you they were like, eh, I don't know if anybody's going to... I don't guarantee you. I'm guessing. Well, I'm guessing they were like, who, who, we don't know if anybody's going to watch you know, Power Rangers. So let's just, let's just 
put this much money instead of the you know then then why like if if you're gonna have a movie that's only set up for potential movies in the future like right? why are we that's even doing it I hate it when you see, when you see something you're like well the second the one second will be good. one's gonna be good yeah like I said I enjoyed it but the middle the first the first act and the third act is great the middle goes on forever mm. and the only fun moment is Elizabeth Banks being ridiculous as Rita Repulsa. Oh, and they have a training montage where they fight a bunch of is, putties. Is there which a lot is of fun. <laughs> tons, tons? Yeah. So Jesse, I yeah. I don't know about you, but uh, I was a big power, just get backstory on this. Uh, I was about twelve years old when the Power Rangers came out, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I was right on the edge of where it was not cool to like Power Rangers. But I so I kind of like hit it and watched it at home and never brought it up at school. And in fact, I was so embarrassed that later on in life, those were the only toys from my childhood I sold off, and now I severely <laughs> regret it because the Dragon Tiger Zord is the Dragon Zord and the White Tiger Zord are each worth like two hundred dollars, and I think I sold them for like twenty dollars each. I'm furious about opportunity. that. But I loved this show as a kid. As a preteen, basically, I cried when Green Ranger left the show. I can't remember if he died or left the show. It's been a while. He probably just but then he came show. back as the white as the White Ranger, and I was just like, I was such a huge fan of this. And when the movie came out, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Now watching it as an adult, it's totally a guilty pleasure for me because I, I have the nostalgia of watching it as a child. But it's ridiculous. This movie is terribly awesome. It's awesome for nostalgia's sake. I can't. Wait to hear, though, what you think, since you have no background on Power Rangers and no love for this uh, from your childhood. So what was it like for you? Because I could still look at it fondly and go, ah, this movie. So a cup just to, like, contextualize my background here. Um, I was aware of the Power Rangers. It's not something that I passively avoided. I very actively avoided it because I was an enormous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. An enormous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. So was I. But so I saw You were so much so that... I was such a loyalist that when Power Rangers came along and, like, a guy one year younger than me was like, Power Rangers, I was like, yeah, but what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And he was like, what? And I was like, fuck the Power Rangers. <laughs> this explains That's your animosity towards baseball. Towards like, everything. everything. You just have an extreme knee-jerk reaction to I just, this kind it's, of stuff. It's just, like, the loyalist loyal, mentality. Yeah, and you're it's a loyalist. Like, if, if you are threatening my thing, yeah. then, like... I'm going to ignore your thing. Um, so I actually. So this is your the first Rangers. dabble. Uh, this yeah. is your first dipping your toe into the Power Rangers mm-hmm. land. Did you know the aesthetic of it or anything? Kind of. Kind of. I knew it was oh, like. Shit. Kind of. And you, you were brought. What was your reaction to this movie? It was tough. It was very <laughs> difficult to get through. You, you actually texted me uh, as I was watching it, and you were like. Try and picture being a 10-year-old watching this. Yeah. And that, like, kind of softened it a little bit for me. I was like, yeah, I could see where, like, it's like watching parts the, of this are fun. The Super and, like, Mario Brothers movie now, if you saw it as a kid, you remember it and you look at it fondly. Sure. And But you can recognize now it's terrible. Yeah. Or the original Mortal Kombat movie. Does not age well, but I still watch it and go, oh, when I first saw this, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, even the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. No, that actually still is. The the first one. I haven't watched them in a while. The first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, I would argue to anyone out there, I would argue that's actually a good movie. Don't argue with that. The first one. We watched Secret of the Ooze, and that was ridiculous. Yeah. But the first one's, like, has some genuine emotion going on in it, and and some good father son stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, so I just had, like, I had a ton of questions. This it's like we'll get into them for it's sure. It's fascinating how how much 
background this movie actually needed. Like, well, they, I needed, they leave out. They just assume you've watched the right, entire series. Because why wouldn't? Why would you see this movie this if lit- you haven't watched the this? This literally is just like an hour and a half long episode because right. they don't. They give you a little setup in the beginning, but not really. And they don't set up the the characters. First off, most of these rangers are different than... I remember they switched them out like towards the end of the second or third... I can't remember now, mm-hmm. but I remembered um, a very different crew with like Trini and Zach and all of them and not Rocky, the Red Ranger, who is like the worst actor on the there planet. Were, like a couple of those rangers didn't have any lines. <laughs> like it was, it was really... Aisha, I think Aisha is one of them. Yeah. And Rocky barely say anything. It was the the White Ranger and the Pink Ranger like carried the, the whole movie. That was the it. The whole movie. Because of his sweet ponytail. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that's she a, was the cute one. That's, yeah, I think it was just... Um, uh, Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson are the only two because they had anything. three names. The other ones Amy didn't have Johnson, three names. Jason David Frank. So, uh, oh, they make a little cameo in the new one. Do and um, spoiler: stop listening if you don't want to hear their cameo. Stop listening. I'm giving you thir- three more seconds. Their cameo sucks because it's about two seconds long, and they're taking photos in the end action scene. That's it. They don't give them a line. That's all they could give them. Like, come on, Jason David Frank and Amy, Amy Joe Johnson. That I, forget, I feel like I just said the wrong. No, Jason David <laughs> Frank and Amy Joe Johnson. Give them a line. They're both still competent actors and, would, and human beings. That'd be so funny. They if, were featured background, which pissed me off it, so much. It would be great if they gave them like each two full, full like two full scenes and then they watched it and they're like you know what it would be better if we just i'm sure that had happened in the background i'm sure this that is happened not great anyways i want to get into this because there's so much i want to talk about first we're going to do the plot in under three minutes so josh in the booth are you ready for that all right in three two one so we start off with this really kind of weird voiceover in british uh, this british voice saying like hey this is what happened this is the power rangers this is sort of a setup for those of you who are uninitiated but not really and then randomly we're in a skydiving scene with with the power rangers all wearing the colors that are the rangers which no one ever suspected that these five teens that happen to wear the exact colors of the power rangers are the power rangers they never suspect that anyways balkan skull the two bullies are with them for some reason too they skydive out it's like a seven it's the longest drop ever because they're skydiving for an eternity one of them's on a skateboard and one of them's on a yeah a snowboard, a snowboard basically yeah. and they land on it perfectly and then bulk and skull land on this construction site where they're digging up this weird they find an egg that's in a claw and they're like oh this is strange what's this so, and so then, then yeah. the, the power rangers go to their the main dude's lair zordon zordon's lair and alpha five uh, yep uh, and they like chat with him, and he's like, "There's a threat to all that's good in this." Ivan Ooze, let yeah. me give you a six minute uh, exposition on this. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, so we uh, we got to go get Ivan Ooze." So then, meanwhile, the construction workers are like, have taped off the egg, and the egg, <laughs> that does- yeah, and the egg comes to life and like puts them to sleep. And then the Power Rangers show up, and uh, Ivan Ooze is there, and he like and Rita creates Rep- minions. Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed and Goldar, and then that. Random pig character, I forget his name, who does nothing. Pig. He's useless. Pig. Piggy. I'm yep. going to call him Piggy. Yep. He creates these minions, and the Power Rangers fight him, and there's really no rules as to how they die, because like, some of them get knocked out and just go away, and some of them explode into goo. And then some of them get Fa- up. Fast and loose. Some Very fast and loose. And then the Power Rangers morph, and they fight some more, yep. and, but then they realize right. Ivan Ooze is gone, and Ivan Ooze has oozed into the lair, and he has killed Zordon. Zordon. And destroyed and put a virus in Alpha 5, so they're like, oh, what do we do? And then Alpha 5's like, ay, 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 here's what you have to do. You have to go to this magical place that looks exactly where Ray went to find 
fucking Luke Skywalker at the end of Force Awakens. And there's only one human being And there. there's only one person, this super hot woman named Dulcia, who looks like somebody out of, like, Beastmaster or something like that. Right, and so then... Like Red Sonja. Then Ivan Ooze puts the two villains into the snow globe, and yeah. then he creates hawks. Yeah. And hawks go <laughs> to the island. Hawks go to the island. And they dispatch the hawks really quickly. And Oh, yeah, and then she, Dulcia she, like, does the, the, she, the flute sticks. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, she does the flute sticks. Then they go, and they go on this quest. They find their inner new zords, which are really lame and not as cool as, like, the Tyrannosaurus or Pterodactyl. Now they're, like, ape and frog and 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 just terrible. Bear. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yep. Um, and they and get so their ninjetti powers. They do a couple more fights. So they fight, like, the bone... The, bo- the, the bone dinos, The bone the dinosaurs. Bone, uh, what would you call them? Triceratops. Fossil skeletons. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, and then they fight the monsters in the yeah. temple. Yeah, and then they get their zords. Yep. And then they go back, and Ivan Ooze... Oh, God, okay. And Ivan Ooze, by that time, he's oozed all the parents. He's he's made this ooze that all the parents are drinking. For some reason, they all drink it, and it's made them all brainwashed. And so he digs up the rest of his elect- ectomorphicon thing, which basically are his zords. They fight the new zords. They have this terrible CGI battle. All the parents are about to jump off the edge to their death then Ivan Ooze is taken up into the space into space and they get him in the way of a comet he blows up and then they're all watching fireworks at the end and they go we're higher and high uh oh we're in trouble and that's it there's a post credit there scene is. yeah there's a post credit scene I stuck around scenes. for the post credit yeah, scene you gotta yeah so let's get into this all first right. off like I said, the one thing that always I thought was hilarious watching this as a kid. Can we put the clock up too, so we know how much time we have left? Uh, thank you, thank you, Josh. Um, the uh, the thing I always found hilarious about this when I was a kid is that uh, is that no one really ever references the Power Rangers in the show. They occasionally will reference the fact that there are monsters. Giant monsters destroying buildings and that the Power Rangers... But for the most part, it's just kind of like a unfunny Saved by the Bell episode yes. with martial arts. Yes. But the fact that no one ever was like, hey, wait a minute. There's five kind of like teenage-looking superheroes that are pink, black, blue, yellow, and red, and sometimes white or green. Mm-hmm. And there's this group of friends that hang out, and they always wear pink, black, blue, <laughs> yellow, red, and sometimes white or green. Huh! I want, maybe they're just super fans. Maybe they're like the Power Ranger groupies, you Here's, know? Here, they're just always suspension of disbelief. This so. was one of the main things that I was grappling with the entire time. Yeah. Was that... was. The the overall context of the world they live in. Because what was the name of the city? Angel Grove. Is that a city? Is that a suburb? Because in the beginning, it felt like a really small suburb yeah. that randomly six teenagers who lived there were tasked with keeping the world safe. Well, just the backstory. Yes. I, watched, I rewatched the pilot of the Power Rangers okay. after seeing the new movie. And the entire backstory is Rita Repulsa is brought out of basically a dumpster in on a, on the moon or in a yeah I think on the moon sure she's been there for six thousand years she's like ah I'm finally free and then Zordon awakens from his weird fourth dimensional chamber thing that uh-huh. he's trapped in and he tells Alpha Five Alpha Rita has escaped we need five teenagers with attitude and that's the entire backstory they got him then they find they five teen so I will give the new movie credit they give the characters way more depth even if it's too much depth. Yeah. Well, then five teenagers with attitude. I mean, good, because it would be like if there was a threat to our world and some mythological being was like, you know where I will find our heroes? In Irvine. <laughs> like, what? Go That's, to Knott's Berry Farm yeah, and find me exactly. five of the most attitudinalist teenagers. All teenagers have attitude. Attitudinalness. That yep, that's a word. Um, okay, uh, so, so, so that was one thing. Yeah. The second thing was like, where were the police? <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no police. There's no Zero police. police. It's because maybe the Power Rangers have become the world police. There's no... There's no... The rules are so confusing in this. Every other the, superhero or, like, action yeah. hero movie, there are at least incompetent police. There's never... That this group of friends no. would have to, like, save their asses. Well, and and it seems like most of these things kind of happen in a vacuum until the Zords fight, where, like... Right. No one in the city is aware that any of this is going on, except the Power Rangers. And why did the, why does Ivan Ooze only attack the Power Rangers and not, like, send... And how does he keep getting these limitless supply of interchangeable villains? Yes, and so a lot of this is, like, silly stuff that I'm not, like, yeah. worried about. I don't want you guys to think that I'm, like, with a with a razor's edge going through the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. But, like, just important things to, like, ground the film, right? Um, so where are the police? And also, like, all these kids, and we're skipping ahead here, all these kids didn't realize that their parents were brainwashed. It took one 10-year-old to come in and be like, guys, where are our parents? It's such a great speech. Hey, they're going to kill our parents, all right? And the, and the kids are like, oh, buzzkill. Buzzkill. We were having fun drinking this ooze. Ooh, ooze which, by the way, up. I love that this basically stole the secret of the ooze. That's, See, this is why I guarantee you as soon as Ivan Ooze came out, you were like, fuck you, Power yeah, I was. Fuck you. That's, I, the secret of the ooze is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There is so much. I, my, Not this bad Mel Brooks villain. <laughs> he looks like Mel Brooks from, it looks like Mel Brooks as Yoda or whatever he called himself in Spaceballs meets uh, Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. That's, it yeah, looks like okay. they combined those two and made him purple. And that's what Ivan Ooze is. I see that. It also, there was like a little <clears throat> bit of uh, the penguin in there a also. A little bit. <laughs> Can we just play, first off, this is this is the exposition for Ivan Ooze. Can we play clip number one? Zordon's exposition. Now, what's going on? A massive surge of evil energy is overloading our sensors. Ay, 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 ay. Rangers, you must act swiftly. The planet is in grave danger. Danger from what? 6,000 years ago, a morphological being known as Ivan Ooze ruled the world with a brain of unparalleled terror. He was on the verge of completing construction of his ultimate weapons, the Ectomorphican Titans, <laughs> twin machines capable of enslaving the entire universe. <laughs> what happened to him? A group of young warriors like yourselves lured him into a hyperlock chamber and buried him deep underground. But now the chamber has been accidentally uncovered. You must return it to the depths before it is open and Ivan is released. That is so much. That is the most overt exposition ever. Oh, boy. Can we talk about how Zordon looks like um, Jeff Daniels meets a bird man bald? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like if Jeff Daniels played a bird man, like played one of the... What are those called in Dark Crystal? The, the bird creatures? Acnids or something? Sure. If he played one of them and was bald... Yeah. That's what this guy looks like. Yeah. Zordon... Even as a kid, I think Zordon looked really stupid to me. I was like, what, what is that? He's what also, the- like, a little ghosty. Like, there were... So what you're saying Zordon is, like... Zordon is Brian Cranston in the new one, I was, by the way. I was just gonna say, like, they had some casting opportunities the for the man. new ones. Brian Cran... Was, that's what I just made it. The, the Cran Man. That's his new man. Hashtag the Cran Man. The Cran Man can. Um... 
Oh man. Yeah, so so that There's a lot of backstory there. There was also like um so he's been buried for 6000 years and, and not, it took a building construction site. Right, like the de- like deep underground deep meaning underground like, so they could dig him up with just like <laughs> yeah, meaning a power like shovel. Two stories underground yeah, is not that deep. Uh, I don't understand. And the fact that they said um oh god, I forget what they said in there. Um oh the, the his ectomorphicon titans that have the ability to enslave the universe. Doesn't really pay off in the third act because really they just have the ability to like blow shit up and, and basically be a lame Godzilla. Yeah, they're villain. just big. <laughs> just they're not like they don't have any special powers. And they're he's just, able like, to. Particularly we'll get big. into that though because it gets crazier. So, but so then also yeah, yeah, before yeah. we move on, he's been buried for six thousand years and somehow like erects from this egg, knowing perfect English. And as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. English was not a language spoken 6,000 years ago. It's debatable. Well, I mean... The Earth is only 2,000 years old and it's flat. Did you know that? (laughs) I just found out that there's a a flat Earth theory group that people still believe the Earth is flat. Yeah. That's the world we live in, where that's a thing still. So this is actually great because, um, randomly, there's a basketball player who recently came out as a flat earther. And so I Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. So I did a little, like, a, a short dig on it. And, like, their website claims that there are thousands of flat earth believers around the globe, which is so perfect. (laughs) There are. (laughs) That's like saying there are tens of hundreds of people in each country that believe this. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. But around around the globe. There are thousands. Is completely contrary to your flat earth. That's even better. I was focusing on how. How few, few people there, there were, were around yep, the globe. Around the globe <laughs> of this flatter. Oh, I was focused. I love that. That's amazing. So now uh, Rita Repulsa comes out, which you haven't seen the show. No. So in the show, basically what it was was uh, it was a Japanese TV show that they took the action scenes from on the TV show and made and shot little American store, subplots in between. So the kids were never actually in the Power Ranger costumes in the show. What? This was the first time they were actually in costume, too. This was the first time, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Internet, but on the show, that's why, like, Jason, who's pretty jacked, or, uh, uh, or Tommy, who's pretty jacked, the second he becomes a Power Ranger... He's a little like like a, a lean Japanese guy. Well, they morphed. They morphed, yeah, yeah completely. And Rita Repulsa in the show is clearly a badly dubbed uh, a Japanese actress with badly dubbed English. Uh-huh. And this one, they dub over her voice with the voice they use on the show, even though they're using an actress. He, they don't like let her actually talk. Did you notice that? Yeah. Where, like it's so badly done still to like but, keep with that aesthetic, but, but purposefully, purposefully, yes. So just a little backstory there. This whole thing was like a bootleg makeshift half Japanese, half American show that like Saban, how do you say his name? Haim Saban? Saban? The guy who came up with it's brilliant. It's a brilliant idea to be like, they already did the expensive shit. We just have to shoot some like studio lot high school drama and make millions. That's It's the most brilliant thing ever. Good for him. And we ate it up. Now, here's the thing. We continue to. We continue to. So now, um, Ivan Ooze, can we play clip number two? Because this is when Ooze returns. Oh, not that one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ooze is back. 
<laughs> Goldar's is the best. Yeah! Which in the new movie, they make Goldar kind of cool and weird and, and a little frightening. But in this one, Goldar's just an idiot. He's like, I'm Goldar! Yeah! It's it's terrible. It's there, but awesome. The two like sidekick bad guys oh, the, that follow him around the, the whole time. The piglet guy is they're, so they're so excellent. So uh, <laughs> the ooze is back. I mean, come on how how ridiculous is this guy? He has that weird chin that's like two um, two horns crossing each other yep. for some reason. I don't fully I understand feel like what's that's, going on. That's like and it's face facial hair like it's not facial oh, hair but he yeah like, it's like his version of a, his face an ooze to goatee. goatee yeah, yeah. yeah i could see that uh-huh. i'm trying to think if i have any ad-libs for the ooze's back well let's hear it one more time let's hear it one more time think about it ladies and gentlemen the ooze is back you know actually i do i was at wondercon this weekend mm-hmm. um and they had a trauma booth you know with lloyd kaufman and all that yeah and they do a lot of stuff with like class of newcomb high and all that stuff and uh their movies are kind of slimy in a, in a good way. They're yeah. fun, but they're ridiculous. And I guess they're new. They're rolling out a few different new catchphrases. And Lloyd Kaufman's such a nice guy. He's a total ham, and he gets on the loudspeaker and he just announces to everyone, "Ladies and gentlemen, the ooze is back." And we said, "Hey!" And then I went, yeah. <laughs> "Oh, I just blew out the microphone on that!" And Jesus Christ, but I that just made everyone it. deaf. That was worth it. Uh, so uh, far, we've so, gotten uh, three lines into my four pages of this. Oh my god! Um, so I heard, I actually heard while they were filming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. Two: Secret yeah. of the Ooze that there was a bandit on set that ran off with the ooze. And it, he was like a PA, yeah. and he was only on set to get this prop because he was like, "This is a cool ass prop. Yeah. I'm gonna take it home, and in ten years, I'm gonna sell it on eBay when that's a thing." Um, so he, he knew. He knew. He was a yeah. visionary. Yeah. So he grabbed it, um, and then the on-set security guard like ran him to, like his typical like chubby security guard eating yeah, a donut yeah. with powdered fingers, and he like. He hauled ass after this guy, and he tackled him, and he grabbed the ooze, and he walked back to set triumphantly, holding the ooze above his head, and he said, Ladies and gentlemen, the ooze is And then Super Shredder said, Rocksteady and Bebop. Oh, my God. So here's the thing. Uh, now we uh, first off, Lord Zed. It was my favorite villain. He's the guy with like the cool Z. Like, yeah. Uh, what do you call that on a car? Why am I forgetting? Hood uh, thing on a car, like a beamer thing. The what do you call that? Hood, hood ornament. ornament. It's like he has a hood ornament yep. on his helmet, and yep. I love that. And I don't, also on his staff. I don't know why hood thing. ornament escaped my brain. You know when easy words escape your brain? It yeah, makes, it makes me feel really dumb. Uh, it makes me feel like Trump. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so where'd that come from? I had to get political once. Uh, Lord Zed is awesome, and then Ivan Ooze just banishes him and Rita into a snow globe for the whole for movie. For the whole movie. I thought sucks. he was the main villain. Because Lord I, Zed is awesome. Yeah, I was like excited for him. <laughs> Can we play clip number three? What is that odious stench? Smells like... Teenagers. <laughs> My favorite is... Teenagers. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big Nirvana fan. And uh, in one of the... I got a bootleg version of uh, their Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, first recording. Mm-hmm. And the initial <clears throat> chorus for it was drastically different. Mm-hmm. And this is a spoken word version of it, but Kurt Cobain actually sang these exact lyrics 
And it, it just, you know, it's a normal, like, thing, and then it hits in and goes, What is that odious stench? It smells like teenagers. It's pretty, you know, it wow. smells like teen spirit. It smells like teenagers. Right, right there. Right? When, uh, when I was in, uh, in high school. That was a terrible ad lib. No, that, that was part. great. It was terrible. You nailed it. Um, my, my dad used to always, like, uh, call us out in like really crazy ways, and it was like he'd he'd act like he was really mad, but he was just like trying. He was like doing a bit kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and I threw a party one time, and uh, we might have gotten into the liquor cabinet a little bit. Uh-oh. And he knew it when he came home, and he walked straight up to the liquor cabinet, and the key was still in it. Like we were stupid, we didn't even take the key out. The you got to cover your ass. It. You got to cover the evidence. And he looked at it. He took a big sniff of the ha- the handle to the liquor cabinet, and he looked at me, and he goes. What is that odious stench? I don't know, Dad. Smells like teenagers. <laughs> you gotta admit. Why'd your octave go down? <laughs> you gotta admit. Ivan Ooze, for as hammy as he is, he's pretty fantastic. He's great. Like he's super fun. He was probably my favorite part of the movie. And like he's great. the ooze that does everything. Yeah. Everything. Every single thing you can There's want. no rules to it. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Kimberly's crop top in this is something that's magical. Yeah. Uh, and they even actually later on comment on her being cute. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, I always thought Kimberly was super hot. And in fact, can we just play that clip? What clip is that? That is clip number um, 13. Let's just play that while I'm talking about it. Ah, here comes that cute little pink ranger to the rescue. Oh, you think she's cute too, huh? As funny as it is, there's a lot of problematic things about that. She's supposed to be a teenager. The most problematic thing, and after I'm done with this, can you just play it for us one more time? But the, I want you to listen to the very last sound <laughs> yes. of this clip. Yes. And let's just hear the reaction to, oh, you think she's cute too? Ah, here comes that cute little pink ranger to the rescue. Oh, you think she's cute too, huh? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What? Yep. First off, <clears throat> granted, granted, this entire cast looks thirty and Billy looks forty. Yep. Uh, in the context of the story, she is a teenager. Yep. Uh, he's a six thousand year old man. Sure. Plus, however many years he was alive before being in prison. And but and Goldar, know, once you're over eighteen, you're over eighteen. Go, go. So six thousand. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you don't you don't cycle back around. <laughs> you don't. That's not you, how you that don't, works. You don't D become, you know, <laughs> nope. statutory rape guy. Uh, but and then Goldar is is uh, an adult creature. Yep. So there's some bestiality hinting at right there. Sure. A lot of weird stuff in that comment. As a kid, I thought Kimberly was super hot. In this movie, I still find her super hot, and it's okay because she was like 25 at the time, or um, however. Dave, fact check me. Figure it out. It's like that was like a weird. Um, Super. Just, just like knowing what was going on, like that was pr- that was getting in front of like the Twitter mob yeah. a little bit yeah. and being like, "Hey, we know what we got here. We know what's happening. We know, what's we know what all you are thinking." Yeah, and, and then the, mm-hmm. the weird guy. So uh, I was gonna say, how uh, did you notice that when um, when they're fighting, every once in a while the bad guys would fart. No, I did every, not. every <laughs> once in a while the bad guys would fart when they're walking or getting hit. Uh, and they're, they, you know they're fighting and fighting and the one thing I always wondered is why it took so long for them to morph, and I know on the show it was because as soon as they morphed it was no longer the American production of it, but this movie they they fight for a while before they're like ah oh, we're getting our asses kicked what should we do and then can we please play the greatest clip ever clip number five let's do it guys right morphin time. Yeah! 
That's, I think, the only line he has in the movie. Yeah. All right, that's one of her four lines. White tiger. There were two tigers. Why were there two tigers? I don't, I don't know. I like the I like the dragon sword better. And the jumping over the camera yeah. shot. Yeah. Which in the in the TV show, anytime the putties attack, which you didn't see in this movie, but they're these guys in spandex with with boulder heads on and basically boulder hands because they're made out of putty. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever they attack, there's always a shot looking up at a blank white sky and like seven of them jump in front. It's the same shot every time. And every once in a while, they put in a power line so it looks a little Ooh. different. But it's hilarious. I watched the entire Green Ranger saga, which is five episodes. It's, Worth it? it's rough. Worth it's it? rough. But it's hilarious to see the shots they reuse. So we get the morphin time. They're in their costumes. Their costumes look way cooler than the TV show because the TV show they're just spandex. This they look a little bit more like, like uh, tactical in a way. Yeah, they ish ish. Yeah, or just like thicker rubber. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> with that. Rubber. I do have a question, <laughs> and this is like kind of an important question. What do they morph? Like, I was, I was kidding earlier about, like, what they, they, them morphing, but, like, they seem the same. They're the same. They just have costumes. Yeah. The new movie, though, uh, gives them kind of like, and you see this in the preview. It doesn't give away spoilers. Gives them kind of like Chronicle-type powers where they have, like, super strength and healing and whatnot. Where in this, it's just, it's unclear. They seem, because, like... When they morph, it's just, they get cool outfits. Like, literally, so they morph in that, like, whatever, they're... They're walking through the construction site. They morph. Um, and, and they never show them morph. So they don't just, show them morph. It's just a jump cut. They just have the costumes on. And then they're like, it's dark in here. And one of them's like, well, I got a light. That never happened until the movie. Where they just randomly yeah. have these new things. Where Yeah, what does the one have? Um, oh, she has headlights on yeah. her tiger helmet. Like, and then he has a random, like, heat He's got a like, heat sensor. <laughs> but, like, they, they basically just morphed into, like, an all-in-one tool from the Home Depot. <laughs> Like, I didn't understand what they sense. were... It makes like, no sense. Did they get stronger? Did that they get never, faster? As far as I, I know, know, that never happened on the TV show. They never had, like, random things that they could do other than just be in costume and then have their, their weapons that yeah. they would fight with. Um, my favorite, and I don't remember what point this... This is way later, but since we're on the point of random weapons, when Tommy, uh, with the white tiger staff, or the sword that he has, when he flings it up in the air... And randomly, the handle of it with the tiger on it shoots lasers out of the tiger's eyes and knocks the boulder down later on in the fight scene. Yeah. It's like, where the hell did that come from? And why didn't you... It just seems like whatever powers they needed in that moment, the right. writers are like, hey, let's shoot lasers hey, out of them. they could probably do this. Hey, uh, the helmet turns into headlights. Also, speaking of why weren't they doing this the whole time, you know how they can like pretty much teleport in that, in that like rainbow streak? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they spend the entire movie being like, "Hurry up, we gotta go!" And like, why don't you guys just fly there? As far as I know, I think it was damaged when Zordon was half killed. Maybe. Okay. But right. then, how did they get? Because I think they had no. Because they did that well, to because the, they had to just the enough energy left to go. We gotta get into that part. Oh, oh my god, god, we have so much to get into still. Okay, so oh yeah, there's a there's a thunder whip and a grappling hook randomly. Like they just have all these weapons that I don't understand where they come from. Uh, oh God! The the um, the some of the kicks in this movie uh, are hilarious. There's the rapid cheesy sidekick yeah. that the Maybe and he's like the, running on his chest. The, the corkscrew kick, which we're just gonna play that one because it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> that one is clip number ten. The Jenny corkscrew kick. <laughs> Tommy's just circling like this through the air, and then he kicks him, and then he goes, "Eight ball, court bucket," and then he blows up. 
Which yeah, no, he, none he of the bl- rest of them blow up in, until that part. He blows up and like disintegrates. He, yep. He, yep. <laughs> he just disappears in thin air. And we'll get to the Ninjetti stuff, but you don't know how he learned that this was a thing. It just happened. Like every single move they do in this movie, I love it because it's like the writers are just like, oh, shit, what should he do right now? What would be cool? Uh, corkscrew kick? But then the other thing, so if they're going to do that, corkscrew kick, when he makes contact with the guy, the guy needs to then spin yep. into the wall. Yep. But the guy just flies straight back into the wall. So I it's no that. different than him <laughs> kicking him normally. I love He that. just corkscrewed. I love it. I don't know why. I love that. Oh, wait. <laughs> While we're talking about uh, other things, oh, I, yes, I forgot please. I got to do a live read before the show is over. How about Let's that? Do it. Let's do this. So, guys, we are sponsored here at Guilty Movie Pleasures by Blue Apron. It's a amazing service that brings you food straight to your door. It's pretty incredible. It's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. And basically what they do is they make it easy on you. They give you the exact portions and ingredients and directions on what you need to make a meal. Which is so great because, like, how often do you go to the grocery store and you buy, like, a bushel of carrots and you only need one for a recipe? And you're not going to eat the rest of those carrots. And they all go bad. They all go bad. They all go moldy. You waste more money going to the grocery store. It's it's under $10 per person for a delicious meal. They give you – they have 150 local farms. They do do seafood that's sustainable. They do chicken, pork, and it's all responsibly raised, which a lot of the times you're kind of in a crapshoot if you go to Ralph's. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're going to get. This is all responsibly raised. It has low impact on the environment. Um, everything that they do, it, it also there's studies that show that if you cook as a family, you kind of bond more. And I know as a, as you and your wife, me yeah. and my wife, it, it bonds you, and it also makes uh, the other person feel better when you're kind of making an effort. When because I'm terrible at cooking, I'm the worst. This makes it super easy for me. I need directions, and I need something under forty minutes, and that's what this, this does. This is perfect. With everything right there. And the best part about this, because otherwise I'm in the cupboards going, "Where's the where's the coriander?" And I don't like, even know what it's coriander here. Is. It's in this little bag that they yeah. send you, and they don't ever send you cereal, which is great for me because that means I get variety. There you go, exactly. And I, I don't know what you tried, but I tried the Parmesan crusted chicken, and it was super good with the creamy fettuccine and the roasted broccoli. I had that's been my jam so far. I, I like had, anything crusted with Parmesan. There was a there was a chicken thing with lentils that I had. Chicken thing. With, I think that's what it's called. Chicken thing with it lentils. Was, yeah. It was pan. We yeah. cooked it in the pan, and yeah. there were lentils, and there was uh, and then there was like a, a spinach salad. Yeah. I, I forget what the green was, but it was not a green that I would ever buy normally. I would buy well, iceberg lettuce. And also, I don't know if you tried this feature out yet, but they're flexible. You can customize your own recipes, so you don't have to just go oh, with cool. what they give you. You can kind of like say you're gluten free or you're allergic to something. You can you can. You can exchange things in that. And um, also, like I said, 40 minutes or less, which is awesome. And they, they guarantee that every ingredient ingredient delivered is uh, arrives ready to cook and fresh, which is awesome. Because I don't know how many times I bought berries or something from the grocery store, and like a day later, they're wilted and moldy. Or if you, like you buy an avocado and you have to wait for the avocado <laughs> to wait, arrive. Yeah. You have to wait like five This arrives days ready for, to yeah, cook, and ready. I love it. So guys, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. That's three meals free. That's like a $60 value. You I don't, don't know the exact I think 30, math. but you're not going to yeah. be able to yeah. find a better deal than this. Yeah. And then uh, they, with free shipping, go to blueapron.com slash guilty. That's blueapron.com slash guilty. You'll love how it feels and tastes to create your own meals that are handpicked by you, all the ingredients. That's blueapron.com slash guilty. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. It will be the most pride you feel all week I did week so long. good. I did so good. Everyone at home, give Ben a standing ovation. Please do. Please do. Take a video, post it to the our YouTube channel. The rain stopped. There was a standing ovation. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah! No, but seriously, Blue Apron is awesome. I, I would not be so excited to have somebody... Uh, 
sponsoring us if I didn't really dig the product. We would like if it was something like Swiffer. I'd be like, yeah, sometimes Swiffer works. Ish, yeah. Ish. Sometimes we, we it just pushes dirt around. We really wouldn't do a live read for a product that was garbage. Right. We'd say no. We'd. We'd say, we are not doing this. Ben would throw a tantrum. I would throw a tantrum. I would have to back, hold him. Back to the movie. because I have so, Oh, my God. I have so many notes still. Holy crap. we got to get into this. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Ivan, before he, this is before he locks away Rita. Can we just play clip number six? Because I love this. really sums up how annoying Rita Repulsa is. Hi, honey. I'm home. You egg-sucking purple pinhead. The Rangers are going after the great power. I thought you said this guy was the master of disaster. He's nothing but a slime-infested jelly donut. someone shut her up. That slime-sucking jelly donut. It's, uh, she's the most annoying character on, in the history of the world. That's and a Elizabeth, claim. Elizabeth Banks is awesome as Rita in yeah. the movie, yeah. in the new one. But her character is super annoying. And I did write down how Ivan can pretty much do anything. I don't know why he doesn't do more. Like, in the next scene, he hawks a giant loogie that then becomes those bird creatures. Right. Why doesn't he just hawk more of them? Why doesn't he do... Yeah, like, he, he then... Like, he hawks like, and makes, like, eight. He gets the parents to do something for him. Like, he gets them to do his dirty work for him. Why doesn't he loogies? Why and doesn't make... he create minions to do all these things? Yeah. He needs all this just to dig up and reassemble, basically, these giant CGI ectomorphicon that titans. That can do anything other than be big and fight. And yeah, so it's fine. He's... It's like a generic... It's like a... It's Pacific Rim before Pacific Rim well, existed. There you go. I mean, it was not, not close. It was pre pre riveted. Can we can we talk about when they get to the island or the basically like I said that looks like where Ray meets Luke Skywalker? Yeah, uh, and Dulcia. Mm-hmm. I remember in my pre adolescent phase watching this movie around twelve years old, getting tingly feelings and not understanding when I saw this Dulcia. And now as an adult, I'm like damn now i remember it's like all this uh adolescent hormones came rushing back to me she's pretty freaking hot I for wish, a kids movie i wish we could get a sound clip of ben going damn damn i like <laughs> damn it's gonna we'll, be, we'll work on it it'll just be my ringtone every every time i call you uh, damn. Yeah, damn um but yes come on I, don't I, see ya absolutely and someone uh she's badass too forgive me i forget who commented uh tony morrow said, tony yeah. morrow yeah um Commented with Childhood her name crush, yeah. solely with her name, and then I and found I a like, gif of her. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand what he meant, and then like thirty minutes later, she came on my television. I was like, oh, I get it, I see it now. The only purpose she serves in the movie is to be hot, swirl around flute sticks that scare off the birds, yep. and then tell them go to that place over there. This is as far as I can go, and you're like, wait, wait what? And she turns, she gives them animal. Like, She's like a hot bikini clad female Obi Wan Kenobi. And then she just disappears. To be fair, it's hot on the island. It's, it's she can't yeah. be wearing You're right. covering clothes. I, <laughs> she's so, it's, there's direct uh, sunlight. Direct sunlight. She reminds me of Dina Myers, uh, Dina Meyer from Starship Troopers. Like, yeah, dizzy, okay. dizzy. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, she's but super yeah, hot. Yeah, okay. So I, just, I don't want to focus on how hot she is, but I will. Um, let's talk about their... So then their quest, basically. Let's just sum up their quest real fast. Yep. Because basically a lot of wandering through the island mm-hmm. uh, in these really shitty, like, pseudo-karate geese. Yeah. And they come across a boneyard that comes to life, which, by the way, they act super scared of all these skeletons. Like, ah! 
like people who have never seen monsters before. These are the fucking Power Rangers. Yeah. They have morphed and gone into Megazords and fought giant monsters that destroy buildings, and they're afraid of skeleton. Like, Kimberly's running and screaming, going, help me, help me, and I'm like, no. She, so... Kimberly can whoop some ass in that crop top. Yes, but... Well, she's wearing the gi at that point, sorry. I feel like there are three times in the movie where she, like gets singled out by the villain and is yeah. taken away and she's like somebody help me so annoying and they have to go help her stupid because she's awesome yeah. and she kicks ass in the show and in the movie they make her like a damsel in distress kind of and then Aisha Rocky and uh other guy Adam other sure guy. we'll call him Adam other, other guy the, Blue the Ranger. Ranger he those three never say anything yeah they have like three lines and and Rocky they're too busy kicking ass exactly but then I love that the big triceratops the way Tommy he rides him like a bull at Saddle Ranch and then can we play the uh, the clip oh shit where is it um, oh number 8 please yo fossil man I've got a bone to pick with you so he, he finds this one bone on this Triceratops fossil and pulls it out, which apparently makes the entire thing fall apart. It's like the it's <laughs> like the ejector seat of the entire thing. Yeah. And it burps. The fossil This is another like bodily function sound effect that I I love that they randomly make the dinosaur burp before well, dying. And they gave him a bodily function sound effect, or they gave it to something that has no body. <laughs> no lungs. There's no n- nothing, nothing where it could no have diaphragm. that no. sound ever. It's just like empty space. It's a burp to like, make kids me, go, yeah. oh, I'd burp. Because I'm sure as a kid I was like, burps. I, burps and farts. Probably. Probably. Oh God. So then they go to this temple where they're given their new zords. Which, by the way, are bear, ape, wolf, crane, frog, and falcon. And the frog is, like, disappointed to be a frog. And why wouldn't you be? And they're like, but don't worry. It's like a frog prince that you kiss. And, by the way, it's super hot bikini woman talking to a teenager. Granted, the teenager's probably older than Dulcia in real life. But it's still weird to be like, hey, don't worry. Let's go bang in the jungle it's, somewhere. It's weird, but also, like, that's not convincing. No. Like, everyone not. else is, like, a ferocious animal, <laughs> and she's, well, like... Well, the crane... But crane is a fighting style, yeah, too. They yeah, they all fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's just, like, the frog is a prince in hiding. And the only thing the frog does in the end battle is wrap its tongue around the thing for a few seconds, yeah. and then they're like, ah, oh, fuck, we just... Oh, we were really running out of... be able to jump, at least, like, give him springy legs Like, or when something. you become the frog in Mario 3, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, we gotta keep rolling. Oh so, oh wait, I forgot one of my favorite sound clips. With I know they're like almost all Ivan Ooze. When the birds come back and they're, they're saying they're trying to get, <laughs> they're trying to ask for another chance. Can we play clip number seven? Ah, do you want us to take another whack at it? How about taking another quack at it? <laughs> and he explodes all of them, Boom. and he turns around and he has a big thing of feathers on. Him. He goes. And it's just like, it's like, it's the silly, how about taking another quack at it? It's, the puns in this movie are so overt. We got a bone to pick with you. Uh, oh, God, it's so good. So then, I don't, I'm not even going to play that sound clip. When they turn into the Ninjetti, and they're like, it's Morphin Time! Ninjetti Morphin Time! And when they do that, they morph again, but basically their, their geese just become... A, a, a hood and a mask like lame storm shadows from G.I. Joe. And then they immediately take it off. <laughs> they 
immediately. The first thing they do is like disrobe <laughs> those two things, and they're like, it's "Oh, so good, good, I can breathe, and I can, my hair can flow." Then they all stand around a like a, a circle. They, they go to this temple where they get their new zords, and they fly into their chest, and they're they're given the new power coins, and. I still don't understand how a crane or a falcon or any of that stuff is cooler than a Tyrannosaurus or Triceratops or any of that stuff. It's or, not. Or the two varieties of tigers. Yeah, or the two <laughs> tigers. Yeah. So then uh, uh, the Zords, I, I, I wrote down that the Zords, when they're fighting the Titans, when they first start attacking, they look like bad Sega CD cutscenes, like super shitty old school cutscenes from like video games pre-CGI. Okay. And... It's incredible. I would have rather had them like on the TV show fight like kaiju style where it's like guys in suits with miniature cities around them because that's so awesome on the show. It's so fun. But I, I, I appreciate that they tried to do CGI and some of it looks kind of cool. Sure. Some of it's fun. And I do like that for once because on the TV show, they never fought separately. Whenever they got their zords, they're like, all right, we got our zords. Fuck it, let's make Megazord. I don't really remember them ever being like, Sabertooth Tiger, go attack first, and then you go attack. It's like, cool, we got all these things. Eh, let's just do Megazord. Like, and yeah. I like that this one was like, we're going to try the frog first, we're going to do the, the crane, and this, and this, and this, and then when all that fails, we got to form to the Megazord. And right, then they, it should they, be a last resort. And they form in the Megazord once uh, Ivan Ooze oozes into the, Zor- the Titan and becomes a giant CGI Ivan Ooze with just metal parts. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't he do that earlier? Again, a if you could of, do that. A lot of why nots. But um, <clears throat> what did I have? Oh, God, that's a really long sound clip, too. Screw it. We don't have time for the new Ninja Zords. <laughs> can, can we just play uh, clip number 11? Now, if you don't know this about the show, um, that's kind of Alpha 5's main thing that he always does. They say it once in the new movie, thankfully. Because when you hear... He probably does... His lines in the script are more i i i i is than anything else. Okay. In this movie, yeah. I feel like. Oh, in this movie, for sure. And it's... It, as a kid, it was fun. But as an adult, it might be one of the most annoying sound effects and one of the most annoying lines ever. In fact, there's even a, a song... I don't know if you stuck around till the end of the credits. No. But there's a song that goes, I, 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 and it's, it's an Alpha 5 theme song where it's, the chorus is, I, 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 in a rock and roll, and I use the term rock and roll very loosely, <laughs> but it's amazing. You need to watch it. So we already did the cute Pink Ranger. They do their new Ninja Zords, which they do the super amazing over the top. I love that that's how they call their Zords every time. It's like, all right, Ape Zord. Ninjetti, Ape Sword, Ninjetti. And by the way, Ninjetti, is Ninjetti a real thing? Anyone out there in the YouTube universe? I Not don't, to my knowledge. I don't think I don't so. Know. They were just like, ah, Ninja, hmm. Ninja sounds too much like ninjas. Uh, what could we do that would sound like it would exist in a fantastical world where there'd be a hot bikini clad woman and a temple with uh, rock creatures that sometimes explode, sometimes don't. Ninjetti. Confetti. They blow up like confetti. Ninjetti. I think there this, we go. this continues the theme what you were talking about when like the writers gave them powers that they needed in that moment <laughs> of like first pitch. Yeah. Let's use the first pitch. Yeah. yeah. Um so give me a word, ninjetti. ninjetti. Cool. Yep. Done. Yep. Check. Moving on. Yep, moving on. Moving on. I love that um man, it's this Goldar runs off and then there's like the monorail scare where like the bridge is broken and yep. they're like, We gotta say which I actually appreciate it because on the TV show they never incorporate the fact that there are Hundreds of people in these buildings that are being cr- crushed. But this one, there was some danger, and the Falcon had to come in and save the day. 
Yeah. Ish. So just thinking back to the beginning of the movie. Oh, they, God, we're running. I know. It's okay. They they spent a solid two minutes rollerblading through a park that was completely <laughs> void of any other people. <laughs> so why do we need buildings this big? This is where I was confused. Is like, where are where we? Where are we? Where are is we? Is this a suburb? Is this like... Is this like uh, Akron, Ohio, right. or is this Chicago? What right. is this? Where what is this place? Are we? Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of things that are confusing. Because the end fight, there was like skyscrapers, skyscrapers. just like and office buildings. You know what? As far as the eye can see, for as kind of shitty as some of the CGI looks, the explosions and stuff are practical, and it looks cool. Yeah. for the most part, in the destruction scenes and that. And don't get me wrong, we're making fun of this movie. I I love it. Everything I'm making fun of, I think is hilarious, and I had a blast watching. Uh, I love first. This is my favorite thing ever. When they so they, their big idea is that they're gonna they're gonna fly up into outer space after they form the Megazord. They're gonna there's a comet that happens to be passing by <laughs> right at this exact moment. This exact moment, it's gonna be passing and by. They Earth. all know. They hey, all know. Let's get in front of the let's comet. Get, hey, remember? Like set that up earlier so we remember right. it. You know, I, I spit. I was so excited. And so then they take Ivanus up there. He doesn't notice. They're fighting. They're like, oh, the comet's coming. Ivan, who still doesn't notice. And they're like, what do we do? He's got a hold of us. <laughs> and uh, Aisha, the Yellow Ranger, cracks an emergent breaking case of emergency button. And you're like, oh, shit, what's this going to do? And she presses it, and it just knees him in the balls. And then he <laughs> flies off into the... And you're like, what? Th- that took an emergency button? Yeah. Like, the, the rules of the Power Rangers are a no face or groin hits unless it's an emergency. An emergency right. only. Emergency situation And let me only. define emergency situation to you. The <laughs> biggest, baddest bad guy that you'll ever meet <laughs> yeah. is currently attached to you and you're heading towards a comet. There you go. That is an that emergency. Is, I would categorize that as a nut punch, nut to the knee of the nuts worthy. If they hadn't already, I would Hashtag have suggested they morph. Knee to the nuts. Yes. If they, the they morph. Oh, God, we have a minute left. There's nothing else to say other than... Uh, the, the, Zordon comes back from the dead, and then because Tommy's reminded that all things are possible, right, so they just hold hands. <laughs> they and hold then hands. The, not only does he come back to life, but the entire layer <laughs> just, is repaired. All things are possible, kids. <laughs> it's such a weird message. Oh god, um, it's so. And then they end with watching fireworks, and everyone's amazed as if they've never seen fireworks before. They're like, "Oh, fireworks!" You guys live in a world where Zords and monsters fight. These fireworks should be like, ah, fuck that. The Power Rangers just fought. That was way cooler than this. And they're going, hiya. It's the 4th of July. It is. It was like unrelated to their win. It was just like (laughs) celebrating their independence. But the the other thing I did wonder about, I know we're like running up against it right now. But like they were in the beginning, they were skydiving for a cause, right? Weren't (laughs) they they like fundraising? Yes. Did they hit their goal? I, I think so, because they hit a bullseye each time. They each did it, and like everyone was like tepid clap. And it's <laughs> like six teenagers just hit a fucking bullseye skydiving. Nobody's impressed in this world, nobody's oh, impressed by anything except that, fireworks. That should have been fireworks. Except fireworks. That should have been fireworks. So we're gonna play clip number 14 real quick, and then we gotta get out of here. Uh, this is what happens. This is the post-credit scene. So Goldar thinks he's king of the world because Rita's gone. And then Rita and Lord Zed come back in. And they're like, we're pissed off now. Here, keep the music going while we talk. So, uh, yeah, so Rita and Lord Zed get unshrunken because Ivan the News died. Anyways, I'm done. And this is the greatest end credit song. Uh oh. So we've been back this week talking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's a campy, ridiculous. Super silly movie. Terribly awesome. I definitely identified it as a movie. 
I, to, to be fair, I really like the villains. I re- there was a lot of really fun stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. 12, it's amazing. Totally. Where can they find you, Jesse? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse. Check out uh, the Prom Losers on Instagram. We finally put up a full sketch on YouTube.com/slash Zombie Apocalypse. Right? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I watch stuff. There it is. And you can find me at, at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. You can see my T-Mobile commercial I just tweeted out with Dexter Fowler. There's one with Bryce Harper that just started airing. Uh, Funhouse Massacre is at Funhouse Mass, the horror film that my wife and I wrote. It's on Showtime. And we are at Guilty Movie, guys. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, what is your Guilty Movie pleasure? <laughs> that was my Ivan Ooze voice. <laughs> Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.